Today's episode of the Wretched Hive Podcast is sponsored by Timeless Pints Brewing Company. Timeless Pints is your go-to location for distinctively different beer in Southern California. They offer a huge variety of amazing handcrafted beers, including Belgians, Blonde, and Red Ales. The Honey Blonde is actually delicious. But really, the dark beers are my favorites, and the Bear Reader Huckleberry Stout has been my go-to beer for years with its complex roast of malts and barley and just a hint of huckleberry. Oh man, it is delicious. But over at Timeless Pints, it's really the service though that sets Timeless Pints apart. That place is really my cheers and it's been that way for the last five years. Timeless Pints is right here in Southern California, in Lakewood, just a mile or so off the 405 freeway at the Cherry Avenue exit, right next to Long Beach Airport. To keep up with the latest beer releases, information about food trucks or special events, follow Timeless Pints at Timeless Pints on Twitter or visit them on the web at TimelessPints.com. Pop over to Timeless Pints today, have a pint, and make sure to tell them the Wretched Hive sent you. Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisner Space Corp. What are you talking about? You will never find more wretched high with scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Okay. Who wants to be a Star Wars director? Scott, would you direct a Star Wars film? Oh, hell yes, I would. Uh, You'd be actually committing career suicide if you direct a Star Wars film according to, uh, to a Taika Waititi. That's okay. We're all lining up to do it, so we're good. <laughs> Everybody's doing it, really it, right? wouldn't stop you anyway. Uh, well, we'll explain his, his comment about that because you have found the Wretched Hive Podcast for Friday, February 21st, 2020. Episode 107 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin, and not quite all of us are here tonight, but we'll explain um yeah most of us the good ones are here yeah the good ones are here we got enough we got enough to do a show that means there's at least two of us at well there's three right. of us <laughs> or four of us hey i can put on a show by myself steve uh joining <laughs> us as always is the wookie co-pilot greg lent stevie b or not b so glad to be here we are in the tail and rounding third if you will mm. of the winter 2020 heading into spring and that means First of all, baseball. Mm. Baseball. Mookie Betts, David Price, come to the Dodgers. Welcome aboard. Tell it! Gonna be a fantastic year, but most of all for us here, movies. Little little Black Widow. Oh, man. A, oh, a, a, yeah. A bunch of sequels. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Top Gun. Wonder Woman. What else is a sequel that's coming out? Oh, you know what? Fucking A, dude. You guys see the... How are they still making Fast and Furious movies? Because they're <laughs> oh. out... <laughs> Rageous, unfucking believable. The guy jumps his car off a cliff, somehow hooks it onto a cable, and then <laughs> swings in the car, Tarzan style, on a cable. What the hell is going on with that franchise, guys? I don't. I don't know. They jump the shark, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, was uh, movie number two. That was. Uh, I'm sure there was a shark somewhere in movie number two. Jumping, sure. swinging on a cable. It sounds like uh, Nico on his wedding night. Woo! Right. 
pretty close. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Also on the show tonight, he is a lifelong Star Wars fan, Evansky. Oh, my God, Steve. I am here. I am going to say this. Uh, we need a 2020 thing going on here, and this mm. is what it is. Bring it. I'm not going to make the the hive suffer this year. I'm not going to make you wage bets, mm. any of that stuff. I will be purchasing the Rise of Skywalker on Blu-ray or HD, whatever format. It's coming out uh, in March. Coming out, I'm excited. I'm I'm saving up my pennies right now. Sweet. And my digital download for me, guys. Digital download only. No physical media necessary. Mm. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah. Always got to get the physical media. Got to throw it at somebody when you're upset because <laughs> of bad directions. Sounds like abuse. I have, I have car, uh, cardboard cutouts of George and Kathleen. They're there all standing go. there, and I just start throwing it just at chuck, people. Chuck it. You know, it'll be it'll Shrouded be a, style. But, <laughs> yes. Well, let's 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 circle back to this topic once we get around to the news because I'm sure this is something that's in the news because I got some questions on the release of the Rise of Skywalker. But let's uh, oh, yeah, let's save covering. that for later on. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah. it. You got it. No problem. Also on the show tonight, he is the captain of the Nico Married Man Rodriguez. Congratulations, man. Hey, hi, hello. How are you guys all doing? Thanks for the congratulations. Done anything special the past two weeks, Nico? (laughs) I got married. You see that one right there, Scott? You see it? Wow. You see the ring? You see the ring? Nice. It's, right there. it's a one finger salute there. I, I, next to actually, that ring. I can't because of the way the monitors are. So we're cool, Nico. We're mm. good. I got a. Qu- I got a. I actually have a question about that ring. Did it come from Lucasfilm? There you go. No, <laughs> this is not Star Wars canon. This ring is definitely not Star Wars. This is gonna work, Steve. All right. Well, congratulations, Nico. We're happy for you and Shayna yeah. and. Uh, you know who also showed up? It was beautiful really couple. You know who's there? With Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. Wow. Whoa. Amazing. Wow. Golden Rod himself. Hey, Greg. Um, amazing. Again. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we can actually communicate just with our soundboards. <laughs> Greg and I. I swear. All right, uh, not on the show tonight. The IQ of the show dips down about 30 points when uh, Dave, don't you ever call him Harry Potter, is not present tonight. And, uh, oh, I was so going to say about 30%. That? <laughs> what? So, so what is the reason Dave's not here? Uh, Dave's got a, a bout of laryngitis. He literally... Uh, erectile dysfunction. Erectile <laughs> dysfunction is what it is. So, cannot be here. Just a small little blue pill. Take care of that. And you can be on the show. Next weekday. Oh. <laughs> oh man, that's messed up. I'm so glad I get to make fun uh, of somebody else. I know. Uh, it's always. I'm so glad that I'm. I'm. I never miss the show because right. I have to produce the show. So I'm never the one that. Well, that's not true. I get a lot of shit from you guys. <laughs> you get a lot of shit. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, if you've ever gotten shit from any of these guys, give us a call and let us know how you handled it on the Wretched Hive Hotline. That's five six two. Four five five four four eight three. Oh my God, Steve! The phone boards are lighting up right now. Apparently, we all four five five hive. That's (laughs) give everyone shit. Get ready. That's H I V E. 
in case you can't spell hive. You got right. And you can also find us online for the time being, not for very long. We're dropping the website in a couple of months. What? Yes, due to underwhelming demand. We're going to go ahead and let that one go. But for you now, at the wretchedhive.net. It's overrated, so. It really is. I mean, what? why do we need the website when we have Facebook? We love you, Facebook. <laughs> How am I supposed mm. to see my show notes now? Uh, <laughs> do you even know what the show notes look like? <laughs> I doubt. Sure, it's like a white square with some little black lines oh. on it and some squigglies in the middle. All right, that was a good guess. Uh, but you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast on Twitter at Wretch Hive Pod, Instagram, Wretched Hive 77. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, we are on Podchaser. Tune in radio is a great way to listen to the show, uh, especially at work. Turn turn up the volume as loud as you can, especially during the tweet of the week. We've got a great Star Wars tweet of the week at the end of the show. Guaranteed winner for you today. Uh, and, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. So, guys, before we get into the news, just one quick announcement. I am starting a new podcast, and that is uh, called... Called e- I'm cheating on you guys. Uh, double timing, yeah? Uh-oh. It's called Either Or. And uh, the tagline for Either Or is smart talk about trivial things. And it's smart talk mostly because my good friend and good friend of the show, Chris Evans, not the actor, the English professor, Chris <laughs> Evans and I are doing the show together. And each week we feature a guest who argues against Chris about two things that most people are passionate about. For example, steak versus lobster, bourbon versus scotch. We're doing um, dogs versus cats. In fact, dogs versus cats is our first episode, Scott, that's dropping on February 28th. And I have a very small clip. It's only a, an, it's an eight second clip <laughs> that I salvaged really quick before we started the show. Uh, this is, oh, I should mention our first guest. Well, you'll hear the voice uh, very clearly. You'll, you'll know who our first guest is. Listen to this clip. Dogs actually go to war. You know, we've bred them for a long time. Mastiffs. And lose German. against cats, as I pointed out earlier. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That was uh, Dave of the Wretched Hive podcast is our first Hack. guest. And uh, our second guest. Hack. our second guest for uh, our second episode which will drop the week after that uh, we did best bond Sean Connery versus Daniel Craig and none other than Greg Lent was our guest for that show nice bigger Uh, hack (laughs) so we've got a we've got a great lineup we've got an executive chef that's doing lobster versus steak with us we've got a bartender friend of mine that's been a bartender in Vegas for 20 years doing bourbon versus scotch we've got a lot of fun topics lined up and uh, so we'll hope you go check it out either or podcast and uh, you can find it pretty much on any uh, podcatcher it's uh, at either or show just look for either or show and you'll find it so go Great. go check it out can't Should, wait it's a lot of fun it's gonna be exciting yeah I'm pumped it's gonna yeah. be really really fun I can't wait for you guys to hear the whole show yeah it's good Greg knows his bond <laughs> Greg knows his bond. I was impressed. I tried. Scott, or, uh, Scott. Scott is a pretty smart guy, but Chris is a very smart guy as well. And uh, you know what? He's got the muscles. Since he is Captain America, 
Um, That's very to, true. To, to, to match the mind. So Greg, I was going to ask you, was it intimidating going up against Chris Evans since he's been in so many movies? Did you throw he, the Fantastic Four at him to kind of hurt his feelings a little mm. bit? Did you get? I, little... I did not, but I did compliment him on his sweater game because it was <laughs> just on point, you know? Nice. Well, fantastic. especially in, in Knives Out. He's got a yes. good look in Knives Out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're goddamn right. Down there at OCC. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, Greg did have one moment that I want to repeat on the show right now. I We were talking about Brexit, and I asked him, what would Bond say about Brexit? Greg, do you remember what you said? Oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> you said, it's rubbish. Oh, is that what it, what it was? What it yes. was? Wasn't, wasn't just fuck that? Oh, well, <laughs> could have been, been that good. It's yeah, rubber. it's a fun show. Go check it out. Either or either or show, either or podcast uh, coming to a podcatcher near you on February 28th. Guys, let's get some Star Wars news in. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. Well, today, as we drop the show, is February 21st, and that means Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7 has landed on a streaming service near you. That's Disney+. Plus. Uh, it is so, so good, guys. So good. <laughs> <laughs> Watched the entire thing already. Can't believe how good it was. Mm. We're calling from the future. It's amazing. We're calling it. It's great. <laughs> I, how he does that. I know. It's he's shocking. You know, to me. talk about how smart Chris Evans is. <laughs> Greg figured out how to travel through time. That's Apparently. all I'm saying. Mm. Uh, this is inter- Entertainment Tonight, EW.com. Uh, or, sorry, Entertainment Weekly has a great story. Star Wars The Clone Wars is rising from the dead like a force ghost. Uh, after an untimely cancellation, Star Wars inventive animated series is getting its seventh and final season, wrapping up with a long awaited swan song. Swan Song premiering February 21st on Disney Plus. So this is uh, from executive producer and supervising director Dave Filoni, who of course is the showrunner for The Mandalorian. So this is uh, this is legit Star Wars canon. Um, what's cool about this right now, actually, on Disney Plus, if you open up your app and scroll down a little bit, uh, it'll give you the list of the top twenty must-see Clone Wars episodes. Yeah, I saw that. It was great. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's a trilogy on that's not on that list that I think every Star Wars fan should watch, and that's the um, uh, oh shoot, it's season three, not Mandalore trilogy. It's the um, Oh, it's where they talk about the origin of the Force and the brother and the sister and the father. Um, Mortis, the Mortis trilogy. Okay. M-O-R-T-I-S. Uh, go check that. I think it's episode 15, 16, 17. I only know that because my son and I just watched it a couple days ago. Great. But uh, Clone Wars, great, great canon. You can learn about the origin of the Force. I mean, it's... You know, I, I mentioned a couple of shows back that if you watched four episodes a day, you would be able to mm. catch catch up to every single episode before the four, before the uh, the next season seven dropped on Disney Plus there. And I think I made it about four episodes, actually, before <laughs> I had to tap out. Well, that first season is rough. <laughs> the first season is rough. It's it's It got off to a little bit of a bumpy start. There's a few good episodes... Um, uh, I'm terrible with my names of the episodes, but the one where I think it's called Rookies. Maybe it's it's four clone troopers and Yoda sort of like hiding out together and they have to take on a big battalion of uh, battle droids. Hmm. That's pretty good. There's a lot of good there's a lot of good Star Wars in the Clone Wars. Unfortunately, you got to weed through some of the bad Star Wars too. There's 
There's an episode yeah. about a school lunch program. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you got to kind of take the good with the bad with that one. But when it's I good, it's good. I, yeah, I think I just need to go through and catch the, you know, there are the list like you talked about. And I've seen a couple others that are well that, as well. Yeah. There's like the 20 essential episodes to, yeah. to watch before the new season drops. I think I'll just catch those. And just call it a. I just, I, I, man, I, I swear, just watching those four episodes just really, really wore me out. I just couldn't, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't do it. I hear you, man. I, that's, I, that would have been tough to start from season one from the beginning and go back and do that again. Yeah, I tried. Oof. I really did. Well, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't that, that was originally a weekly show, right? Yeah. So here's Cartoon my, Network. Here is my problem with this this new technology, this, this concept of binge watching, I think it absolutely sucks. And this is a show that's not a binge worthy show. You should take a break in between. It's not one of these great, fantastic shows that you have to like, every show is going to be, you know, an nine out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I think you got something because there are shows that are, that should be episodic. Like you watch them as, you know, in a, determined interval amount of period but there are some shows that are really bingeable breaking bad mm. insanely good to watch just episode after episode after episode after episode yeah. I mean, you know i i agree with you on I, that greg and i wouldn't there, even there are shows that you, you do, that are just are served better by just watching them all in sequence i i'll say this i i agree with you on that especially on breaking bad however my issue with that is breaking bad is so dark yeah, and constantly goes down darker each episode. That at one point, well, I think it. We were binging the first three seasons, so season four was about to come out, and it. I had to take. I had to walk away. Like I felt like I was going to like a like an addict. Like I was like getting to a dark place. Yeah, ah, and I ah. really needed to get away from it. Yeah. So even those binge worthy shows. I need a break. Yeah. I'm the type of person that I've realized I can't do that. So, so I'm in both camps. I love how they're rolling out how they're rolling out the Mandalorian every week because yeah. I love looking forward to that Friday getting home, yeah, or staying up Thursday night at midnight, but getting home Friday and then sitting with the the family and it's, watching that show. It's old school. It's feeling. so cool. Yeah. I love it. It's a great feeling. Uh, but just this last week on Sunday. I somehow had an afternoon where I just like laid down and watched TV. Never happens. I yeah. mean, you guys know me. I am like going <laughs> constantly. But this Sunday, Lisa and I sat down and I finally I watched the last five episodes of Watchmen. Wow. Oh, dude, that show. Yeah. You were right. I gotta hand it to you. I, have you seen it? Oh yeah. Just, okay, that show is so good. Yeah. yeah, it is like incredible. the best sci-fi television I think maybe I've ever seen. I mean, it's 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 up there in the top echelons of what I've seen on yeah. television. It's it so it was it was really good, really satisfying, and we still don't know a hundred percent that there's going to be a season two. We don't know if it's wow. going to happen. Yeah, wow. it is weird that that's that's occurring right now. And Nico, yeah. did you uh, did you plug into the Watchmen? You know, I watched like the first three or four episodes. Mm. Um, but I canceled my HBO subscription. Uh, I canceled my Disney Plus subscription. I canceled so that's my Hulu gone also. Uh, um, yeah. I canceled a bunch of my reoccurring subscription stuff because with the wedding and then being yeah. gone and all that, right? I wasn't gonna pay for it and then be gone for half the month. So I'm gonna. Well, I didn't cancel them, but I like put them all on pause. Yeah. 
and then when I come back, I'll unpause them all. But yeah, that was that's two billing cycles that I was gonna. Yeah. So I, I I've been without for the last week and a half on a lot of stuff, but um, I have every intention of watching it when when I get back. Yeah, keep that one on your list. That's it's worth coming back to. I did the same thing. I just I was too busy and I watched the first three four episodes and then I finally came back and finished it this weekend and it's mm-hmm. my yeah. god. So good. Since we're kind of doing the pop culture thing and talking about binge-worthy shows, this I show? will I'll yeah. throw this out there as well. If you yeah. haven't seen it, The Outsider is oh wow. That's the Stephen King. It is wow. Yes, it's it is dark. It is creepy, but grounded. Is that HBO Showtime? I think it's HBO. Okay, HBO. Right, On, right, I'm right. Not... Have you seen that one, Greg? Outsider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Outsider. I, I, I'm 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 two episodes in. Oh, it's okay. creepy as fuck, but uh, and I need to get back because I think they're on episode four, five now, maybe uh, six. Just came out six. Uh, I'm I'm way behind then, but yeah, it's yeah. it's it's it it was not what I was expecting it to. Be. It's got a lot of really good fucking actors in it. It's got Ben Mendelsohn. It's got Jason Bateman. Um, some other people that I'm forgetting right now, but it is yeah, it's fucking intense. It's yeah. fucking intense. Mendelsohn uh, is so good in everything like he six does. Six outdoors, huh? Yeah, <laughs> super super impressed with Intense. it. I went in w- with no expectations other than somebody said it was Stephen King. I'm like, all right, I'll check it out, yeah. and walked away going, I have to watch all these episodes. Yeah, I have yeah. to know what's going on. So, all right, I'll get caught up. Yeah. I, I love King. I I watched the first two and kind of got distracted. So, with the, Outsider, yeah, oh outside. yeah, 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 yeah. So definitely good. stick through it. Bateman's, you, you know, you, you know, the one that I've fallen off up as well that I need to get caught back up on is uh, Picard. I was all into mm-hmm. that, but it's just, uh, it's, it's, life's been too busy, so I haven't been, I haven't yeah. been up on the Picard, and I, I, I don't know if they've gone back to the Anaheim Convention Center or not, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. One, WonderCon's coming up, so maybe we'll see them all there, and I can just get caught up. Boy, you weren't kidding about that. Almost unaltered. Just completely unaltered <laughs> yeah. Anaheim Convention Center. I'm like, I've been there many times. Yeah, I've been to Starfleet Command. <laughs> I love that. Uh, also in the news with Star Wars on television, um, beginning to film later this year, the Rogue One prequel show with uh, Diego Luna as Cassie and Andor. I'm excited for that's it. launching at uh, that's at great URL for this website winteriscoming.net. <laughs> I uh, love that. You know, a nice little story if, about if you Diego. Need, if you need some Diego Luna fix, he's on that Narcos Mexico version um, hmm. that just hit season two, just dropped on Netflix. If you're looking for some Diego Luna to show up somewhere on your TV screen before then. So great. Okay. Right. Uh, also this week, there were um, stills released from like behind the scenes of filming the Mandalorian. And uh, they've got this contraption. It's like a huge warehouse sized, uh, well, it's like obviously a, a like a television set or a movie set, but they've got this. They call it stagecraft technology, where all the walls around where the actors are being filmed are have projections up on the walls. Yeah, and the sky, and so they're actually filming. They can create a scene for like being outdoors or being in the desert or whatever, but they never leave the soundstage, and it's like a wraparound screen almost. Yeah, it's it's a very commonly used uh, technique. In the old way, it used to be like a painting that they had a wraparound, it, n- notoriously used in uh, Die Hard. Okay. Uh, so all the scenes where they're in the building at, um, I think it's... 20, 2121 Avenue of the Stars. That building is a real building mm. here in L.A., uh, Nakatomi Plaza. But when they were yeah. filming inside the building, they wanted that skyline shot of L.A., wherever they were at, 
with different like sunset as it got darker and darker and then you got the buildings lit up and so they had an entire soundstage mm. built and painted to look like downtown LA so what's cool about this it's the same technique just digital just digital and I think that's fantastic that's really neat because I mean that way you can change it you know in the morning you want to film a set yeah. you know that's on an ice planet in the afternoon you're filming in the desert yeah. it's pretty neat and go to slashfilm.com the Mandalorian set photos reveal seamless stagecraft technology at work. Really cool article and great imagery there. I love that they're using like old school like style mixed with modern technology. I yeah. love the real feeling of that. That's what's so great about that show. Oh, I mean, yeah. great stories, great acting, all the fun stuff in there, but then you're also getting realistic yeah. uh, ships. By the way, since you're on The Mandalorian, Greg, I, we have all the old toys and stuff. Did you see the release of Hasbro Pulse has the original uh, Imperial Stormtrooper transport? Oh, the troop transport. No, no. I still have mine somewhere. I need to break yeah. mine out and get some photos. Because I, I have not seen the new one that, that has come out. So Yeah. They I've are, seen it. I've played with it. It's the vintage really? box updated with the Mandalorian logo. And they just they modified it to look nice. like with a gun in the turret or whatever on top. I'm like, uh, I'm so pumped for that right now. I can't. Not even you know, Java Sail Barge. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it, It's amazing how they really... There was a lot of fan service in Mandalorian, and there was a lot of fan service in, in The Rise of Skywalker. And the way that it succeeds in Mandalorian, and in my opinion fails in Rise of Skywalker, is really striking. And there's an obvious way to do it right, and just a way just to shove it in there, just to really... I guess throw it in your face, more or less. Yeah. And, uh, you're, you're right. And, you know, it's it's little things that that make sense. You know, putting the troop transport in there is completely fan service for guys like us who collected those toys when we were kids. And like, oh my god, that's that toy that I had. But everybody else watching it is just a car in a show. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wonderful. Or the amazing sets they build. I mean, I still I'll never forget that episode with the Mandalorian walking up to Moss Eisley. And he's walking by mm-hmm. the junk that's outside the cantina and that huge radar dish yeah. that was there from the first film that some mm-hmm. you know uh, art designer, whoever designed that set, probably just plopped that in there because it filled up space. And now in Mandalorian, it's still there, but it's all yeah, you know, deteriorated and broken apart. I love that. It's so awesome. The attention to detail, yeah, is so cool. Yeah. So they've got this the digital uh, set, and then they've got these huge. Uh, you know, practical sets that they're building also, yeah. and that they did for Rise of Skywalker too. I mean, they built a basically a, a one-to-one Tanti Four that they that, that I've seen shots of. I mean, it's it's just impressive. Yeah, it's really cool. You know, here's a here's a question that I don't know the answer to, and maybe one of you guys has: Is there going to be a DVD or a, or a DVD? I guess a Blu-ray release of Mandalorian with any extras or anything like that? Oh. I'm not sure. I've not heard. We that that is something that hasn't come out yet. I or, have or, not heard anything yeah. about that. Quick, somebody ask Dave. He knows. Yeah, Dave knows everything. <laughs> where's Where's that smart guy on? Dave, show? call in. Damn it! Damn. Where's Dave when we need him? Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, let's get, we'll get we'll get an intern on that. Mandalorian in three years. Blu-ray. Well, well, here's another question for Greg: If okay. there is a Blu-ray or a, a high-definition transfer or a copy coming out, are you going to pick up a physical copy of it? <sighs> if there's bonus material with interviews, you know that kind of that that kind of leads into my with the the point I was going to make when we were talking about Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> so I'll just say it here. 
um, with the release uh, or with the with the launching of Disney Plus, all of the Star Wars movies that are loaded up there, episodes one through eight so far, and Rogue One. Mm. Um, and I'm going to concentrate on one through six specifically because, as I've said and mentioned before many times on the show, I have purchased Star Wars episodes one through six on various forms of media, from VHS to Laserdisc to DVD. In total, about seven or eight times per movie. I counted up what it was, and I can't remember what it is right now off the top of my head, but it's about seven or eight times per movie. And I stopped. Mm-hmm. I actually have never bought a Blu-ray of any uh, Star mm-hmm. Wars movie. I do not own a single Blu-ray of any Star Wars movies. I own DVDs still, but not mm-hmm. a single Blu-ray. Okay. And the reason was because I got sick of buying it. When, when Disney Plus launched, all of those deleted scenes that were put on those later Blu-ray editions that were for episodes one through six are on Disney Plus. So there's even less of a reason for me to go out and buy them on Blu-ray now. So if they are putting all of the deleted scenes on Disney Plus, do I need to buy a DVD at this point? Okay, but here's where I'm going to jump in on this because I have to do this. We've been, I have been a DVD like aficionado since March of 97 when it first hit the U.S. market. Mm -hmm. And as technology has progressed and high definition quality versions have come out and new formats have come out. And I've, I'm, I'm the naysayer. I did not buy the original trilogy on Blu-ray. That's I've bought the newer ones, but here's my problem with that, Greg, not all the deleted scenes are on Disney plus. And that frustrates the absolute shit out of me. Hmm. Why do they handpick whatever they feel you deserve to see? Why don't you put the entire, like they don't have all the documentaries off the Blu-rays. They don't have all the special features. They sit there and nitpick whatever they want, throw it out there for you, and you feel like you're getting something, but you're not getting everything. And that's... They did put all of the deleted scenes, though. No. All of the deleted scenes? That, they have from not. The... Which they... ones are they missing? I'll have to go through and create the list for you, but there are missing scenes from each one of the movies. Hmm. I don't know. There's quite. There's quite. There's the. There's Luke assembling the green lightsaber in the cave. There's the stuff with the the Wampa on Hoth from Empire. Right. There. There's the stuff with Biggs from from uh, New Hope on Tatooine. Hmm. That's all there on Disney Plus. Okay, I'll go back through them, but I'm pretty sure they were missing selected scenes from each one of the films. Hmm. I'll double check that. But I'm I'm telling you, you're still missing a lot of material yeah. or content. You're 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 a hundred percent correct, and I will back you up on that. And and the things that I would like to see are are more of the commentaries. There is that fucking incredible commentary by the guys who are the model makers from the Laserdisc in the early days that you just can't get anymore. You have yeah. to download it illegally and then like you know play it on your iPod in the background as you're watching the actual movie. You can't I- actually get those anymore i would like to see that stuff absolutely agree with you that is one of the best commentary tracks ever and one of the ones that like the forefront the forerunner of all commentary tracks when laser discs were starting to incorporate that that awesome awesome commentary so much insight into the films i don't think i've seen that one yeah i'm gonna seek that out yeah (laughs) But, but you're right i mean and how many times have they done a commentary track and how long did it take lucas to get involved and do a commentary track what, not until the 97 DVD release or 2004? So, you know, you have all these commentaries from other people at some Ben Burt was involved, I think, at one point, Greg. Is that right? Or 
Um, um, he's done. A, he did a couple of the commentary tracks. I I don't know how many of the early releases he did, but he definitely did them on the later later DVD releases. He right. was in there on a lot of them. As was Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher's on a bunch of them. Yeah, so many good good uh, bonus material out there. Content that this nice. is and this is what bugs me. And I'm I'm not just picking on Disney Plus because I noticed when formats change, you go from DVD to like Blu-ray or HD DVD, and then you went into 4K and all that. I, there's a couple sites I follow where they would actually give you uh, a great little review of the new version, and then they'd say, is it worth upgrading based off of this criteria? And one of them yeah. is, do you lose content? Do you lose a great, like Jaws. Jaws was a great example of Laserdisc that was lost in translation translation to DVD and then eventually Blu-ray. There was an amazing two-and-a-half-hour documentary about the making of Jaws that got cut down to about 45 minutes to an hour onto DVD. You lost one of the best documentaries made mm. out there. Um, a guy who does a lot of the books for Lucasfilm, Laurent something, I can't remember the guy's name, but he mm. produced this documentary, and it bothers me. Why? What is the point? If you're going to a better format that holds more data, why cut that down? I don't... You, you have the capability of producing higher quality film or, or uh, higher versions of the film like 4K and all that. You still have tons of space, even if you're transferring standard definition instead of high definition. Hmm. So I don't know. It's, it's just one of those things. It makes you feel like they're doing it to make you buy more versions of this. it's probably George's fault. I'm sure it is. It's probably Lucas's it's fault. All, it's all George's fault. Well, <laughs> you, you know, while they're, hmm. while they're not complete... To your point, Scott, yeah. I do at least give props to to Disney for adding at least some special features to Disney Plus because most of the other streaming services you don't see yeah. that. I yeah. mean, right. I know Netflix is not the production company, so they Disney has a little bit more leeway as far as what they add on their content wise. Yeah. But you know, you're you're lucky you get subtitles sometimes on Netflix. So I'm I'm happy that they have all these bonus features that are on there. Really. You know, again, the value for the money of Disney Plus. I don't think there's anything that comes close to the to the value of any of the services. It's it's by far the the best value for what you're spending on it. Yeah, I agree. And the the closest I've come to what you're talking about is Vudu, which I think you if you have a certain code like a redemption code, you can convert your old DVDs, Blu-rays, and all that. Mm-hmm. And you do depending on the version you have or own, you'll get the bonus content. And it adds it like Disney Plus does. I think they took a, a note from Vudu and just improved upon it. So other than that, you're right. Nothing else. Netflix, Amazon, I don't think offer that type of yeah. uh, situation. Well, talking about George, there was a rumor this week yeah. that he was possibly returning to write Star Wars for Disney Plus, uh, possibly involved in the Cassian Andor prequel uh that has since been completely debunked so that if you read that it's very likely clickbait and Uh not true at all so we should not talk about it on the show that george is coming that's a story dave would share on from comicbookresources.com or whatever this is uh this is comicbook.com oh man that it's been debunked and this is uh tweeted by clayton sandell Fact check. No, Lucas is not returning to write, produce, direct the Cassian Andor series for Disney+. Plus. So there you go, Clayton. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> All right. You had, me, you had me sweating there for a second. Guys, I talked about a very prominent director, and God, this guy's getting so much press for his uh, amazing film, Jojo Rabbit, Taika Watiti, And, of course, his uh, hilarious take on Thor, Thor Ragnarok. 
Oscar, we all know it's a Oscar great Thor winning, movie, right? Oscar winning Taika Waititi. Uh, he won for adapted screenplay. Yep. Yes, he did. Yep. Well deserved for Jojo Rabbit. Fantastic movie. Go out and see it right love, now if you haven't watched it. Love Jojo Rabbit. CBR.com reporting that uh, Taika Waititi may be right. Directing a Star Wars film is career suicide. Yikes. Yeah. Sign says, me up. Uh, rumors have been circulating for a little while that Disney is courting Taika Waititi to make a Star Wars movie. Following the success of Thor Ragnarok and his involvement in The Mandalorian, this seems like it would be a great move for Disney. While nothing is officially yet, recent interviews with Watiti suggest that while he'd love to do it, he thinks it's a bad idea career-wise. He says, uh, T- Watiti remarked offhandedly, uh, if I was, uh, I would do it if I was right. I would want to do any kind of a movie if it made sense and not if it felt like career suicide. So maybe taking a little bit out of context there, CBR.com. He's not saying it is career suicide. He's just saying it could be, which anything could be career suicide. Right. Well, I think he went and corrected himself, right? Or at least not corrected himself, but explained himself a little bit. Like he's gone back and... No, that was kind of an offhanded remark. But the article article does go back and kind of trace back some folks that have tried to direct or been associated with Star Wars movies, at least in the Disney era. Josh Trank, for instance, <laughs> hasn't done a whole lot since uh, he was dropped uh, in back in, I think it was 2014, maybe 2015. Uh, Gareth Edwards, after his great work on Rogue One, and then uh, was replaced, allegedly, by Tony Gilroy uh, halfway through that movie, or almost all the way through that movie. Tony Gilroy finished it up. Uh, the director credit remained with Gareth Edwards, but he's not done much since Rogue One. Has he done anything since Rogue One? Not that I've heard uh, of I'd I have to IMDB that. I, I don't think he has. I don't think he has. Uh, and then, of course, Lord and Miller, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who were uh, deep into directing Solo, a Star Wars story, and then replaced by Ron Howard... They haven't done much. So maybe there may be something to this. Wow. Yeah. You know, as a quick aside, I hate to derail the show where we have a Star Wars podcast, but you're talking about career suicide. Um, uh, reminded me of a story I heard from another podcast this week, and it was about uh, the, the story revolves around Tom Hanks and how he was set to be cast in the uh, Super Mario Brothers movie that ended up starring... Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. <laughs> yeah, that's good. They were trying to get Tom Hanks, but they 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 ended up passing on him because of his movies that he had made uh, previous to that. Turner and Hooch, Joe versus the Volcano, and I think Bonfire of the Vanities all came out around the same time. Hmm. And they figured that he wouldn't be good box office uh, draw for for the Super Mario Brothers movies. So, like the next seven years of his movies. I'm just looking it up right now. League of Their Own, Sleepless in Seattle, Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, Apollo 13, Toy Story, and then That Thing You Do. Wow. That's a pretty good run, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> you could have had Super Mario Brothers in there too, guys. Yeah. It, you know, you could have really made something of yourself, Hanks. Damn. 
Is that the the live action Super Mario Brothers? Yeah, yes. yeah. Which is a god. That movie awful, was awful. <laughs> so bad. That it's, movie was so bad. It's made. Of, uh, it's based on a kids' video game. It's the most pervy movie you've ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> yes. It's so bad. It is. It is amazing though. If you've had about a bottle of Jameson, yeah, I, I'm telling you. It's... Well, everything is. <laughs> Uh, Sorry about we, that. That was, that was a horrible. No, that's Sorry, okay. Guys. That's okay. No, that's a good. I, I like that. That's that's why we do this show. Too bad the other he, stuff. It's just too bad he didn't do anything good afterwards. I'm <laughs> so know, I'm so sad for him. Yeah. When did Apollo 13 come up? That's that's a pretty good little movie too. That was later. Apollo 13 was in 1995. God, uh, was it really? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. That was a good movie. So. Wow. Um, before I got married, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wow, you married Jesus Christ? Wow, that's a good, yes, good catch for you, man. She does walk on water, so yeah, okay. there you go. Um, CNET. I mean, she dot... raised me, so. <laughs> CNET dot com. Yeah, she's got to be godlike. Uh, <laughs> CNET dot com. Oh, hang on a second. I've got a perfect. There we go. God, Nico. There we go. Uh, CNET dot com reporting, as are many other outlets. Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Digital Blu-ray releases coming in March. That's uh, hitting the small screen, coming up March seventeenth. So when is the Disney Plus release, Steve? Does it mention that? Uh, Let's see. Digital on March seventeenth, and Blu-ray and Ultra four K HD on March thirty-first. So I'm assuming March seventeenth. Yeah. That St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Woohoo! Gonna be a lot of drunk Star Wars fans. <laughs> uh, yep, yeah. the movie which came, which is the ninth in the series, came out in December and passed the one billion mark at the box office worldwide back in January. Well, if there's not going to be a specific Disney Plus release, I guess I will have to suffer mm. and purchase the digital copy because fuck media. Well, wouldn't wouldn't they <laughs> wouldn't they release it on Disney Plus the same? No. Uh, nope, I don't think they will. Oh, I think that's you'll get true. A, You're I right. I think you'll get a digital download, and I think that Disney Plus will come, I'd say, six months down the road. Okay. Hmm. Just taking a guess. All right. They, they need to six make another months. half Jesus. billion just off the media sales. That's true. Before they release it. Yeah, on. why that's would they give point. it away for free on the streaming service when they can make you pay for it and then get it on the streaming service again later? There that's right. Yep. Mm. I can. I think I can wait. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I might not you be see, able to wait. That's I, why they're going to it because of people like you. You yeah. bastards made me buy the Last Jedi. So damn it! I am. You're going to blame us for that. <laughs> I that am. Is, yes. Don't make me play Scott Watch. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> twenty twenty. Let's go. Scott That's Watch right. twenty twenty. Let's do it. That was Scott Watch twenty eighteen. By the way, God, that was a while back. Um. You know, there's a Star Wars actor that's making the rounds on another movie right now. Anthony Daniels? No. <laughs> he's a little-known actor named Harrison Ford. Oh. He's actually uh, in this... a movie called Call of the Wild, and he's making the rounds. He's doing the media interviews on the late-night television shows. He seems happy. He does seem happy. He does. And old Harrison... He's done with Star Wars. Of course he's happy. Well, he wasn't always happy with Star Wars. I don't know if you knew this, Nico, but... <laughs> I know, that's why I'm Who saying cares? he's happy. So now he's yeah. happy. Oh, now he's happy. Oh, I see. Well, yo, yeah, he's he's got that $20 million in the bank or whatever they paid for, yeah. paid him for episode seven. Um, he's banked that. And then I wonder how much he got paid for his 
you know, 22nd. A lot. In episode nine. A lot. Yeah. But he was happy about that. They pulled him in. He talked about that on uh, while he's making the the rounds. Yeah, right. He's he was actually on Kimmel recently, and Greg pointed out that uh, there's a very rare thing that happened in public. Anyway, I'm sure he's a very happy man privately. I'm sure. Got a, you know great life, lots of money, fun job, beautiful wife. Probably laughs a lot at home. Doesn't really laugh a lot in public. Is he is he still married to Callista Flockhart? Wow. Yeah. 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 Allie McBeal. And uh, we have a little clip here. It, it may be the rarest clip on the internet. This is Harrison Ford with a little chuckle. A little chuckle from Harrison. So this is quick. So you got to listen about the first 10 seconds here. This is Harrison Ford on uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live. Very good to see you. Did you watch the Oscars last night? They were last night? <laughs> oh, man. You missed it again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Harrison Ford laughing. So uh, now, you, if you you know you you didn't you didn't play it, but later on mm. uh, he he puts up a mock poster for his new movie, Call of the Wild, um, with all of the with all of these Trump quotes on there. It was a perfect call. It was a you know just it's it's all Trump quoting about the call to the Ukraine and everything like that, but all referencing. <laughs> Call of the Wild, how it was a perfect call, right? Oh, and that man. and that actually made Harrison Ford laugh out loud. Something I don't think I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I was that that's really more what I was referring to. But he does like <laughs> chuckle through the whole interview, which is surprising for Harrison Ford. But it was all right, good. let's see. I got it queued up here. Let's uh, let's give this a try. Oh, maybe, you do. Maybe I'm well, maybe ahead of myself. Well, maybe we'll catch Harrison. Let's. I no, we're we're doing this on the fly. You know, we're producing the show live for you, for our hard listening audience. Never leave them behind. That's what I always say. So Ooh. let's let's see if I get uh, this queued up in the right spot here. It's a great call, not just a good call. So the reviews are really pouring in. Oh my god! Wow, that's you weren't kidding. That Holy is... cow! He's throwing his head wow. back, rocking back in his chair. Oh wow! Holy cow! That is more. That is amazing. I feel dirty yeah. for hearing that. That's that's. Hang on, I got to hear that again. <laughs> that's a happy Harrison. Right Here, call, the call of the wild. That's that call the... was perfect. Donald J. Trump. Yeah, this was, was a, a perfect, perfect call. call. <laughs> I call it a perfect call. It's a great call, not just a good call. So the reviews are really pouring in. <laughs> Wow. Okay. That's Somebody, fantastic. Somebody's got special CBD for him or something. Man, That's amazing. Kudos for Kimmel for making that guy laugh. I know. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I'm I wondering, did... do you think do you think he put up those quotes? Do you think he came up with that idea and that's why he's laughing so hard? <laughs> that's true. You know, the, if you watch it, joke. he looks generally surprised by that. I don't think that's where he thinks that's that was going to go. So I think that was I I actually believe okay. that's a genuine laugh out of Harrison Ford. Wow. That's and even that better. Was yeah, he, Donald J. Trump. Yeah, this was, was a, a perfect, perfect call. call. <laughs> I call it a perfect call. It's a great call. Oh yeah, he's that's reading so it out like he's seeing it for the first time. Like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> so guys, uh, I did isolate a clip. Uh-oh. That uh, from that first segment that I played, and this is so. This is Harrison, um, just giving us a little, giving us a little nod. Oh man! Well, there you go. Oh man! Happy Harrison. Oh man! 
It sounds so weird. Yeah. He's so mumbly all the time. It's weird hearing him project. I just. Oh, man. (laughs) You know, and of course, because we live in the age that we live in, he caught a whole bunch of shit after that, too, because then he he makes a dig at at Trump specifically. And Mm. so now all the uh, the Trump train hates Harrison Ford because he took a dig at their uh, at their dear leader. Uh, I'm I'm sure he's really upset, and probably when when they came after him on Twitter, he probably just oh man, probably right. really bummed. All right, oh that's a great clip of Harrison Ford laughing. I love that. Yeah, God, that's good. Not just a good call. So the reviews are really pouring in. That's <laughs> so good. Good for you, Harrison. You gotta you gotta watch this as YouTube. Search for Harrison Ford on the Oscars, Han Solo dying, and being fired from Crate and Barrel. That's the name of the clip. Yeah. Cracking up. Good stuff from Harrison Ford. Um, All right. Good to see him enjoying his life. The guy is 77 years old. Give him a fucking break. (laughs) No kidding. And just still hasn't started filming Indiana Jones. That's uh, that's all I'm saying. 77. Man. He said he He looks good in that clip, though. That interview, he he does state. He's excited to start filming. <laughs> so I can't oh, wait. Jesus Christ, I think they're man. starting in a couple of months <laughs> yeah. is what I just recently read, right? Yeah. Yeah, later this summer. Just please, I don't I don't need I don't need to see you punching Nazis, Harrison Ford. I don't I need it. <laughs> but I want it. Grandpa punching out Nazis, man. It's weird. Yeah. Or Crystal Crystal Alien. Skull, dude. He just Oh no. <laughs> I love him so much and I want the movie, but oh, I, know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. It, Hopefully it's good. It's actually a really good interview, and I liked when he talked about Crate and Barrel because it was the very first Crate and Barrel store that he oh, worked really? at. Oh, really? And he got fired from it? He did. Uh, and it's it's a great little story that he talks about, and uh, it's it's quite fun. That's great. Yeah. Uh, all right, Joe Russo. I heard about this guy. Yeah, Joe Russo's directed some, uh, some Marvel movies. He had a comment uh, on Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie plans. He actually had three words to describe Feige's Uh love for Star Wars. Uh, He said, whatever he does with it, it's going to be passionate, emotional, and unique. Those are the three words. And he says, uh, Star Wars is Kevin's first and true love. He's a man who has a very, very large basement filled with enough Star Wars paraphernalia to fill a museum. Whatever he does with it, it's going to be very passionate, emotional, and unique. First of all, I find this a challenge. He's he's threatening me. Yeah, he's is calling you this? out. He is. Yeah. Take him on. You think Fage lives in L.A.? Is he uh, based in L.A.? I'm gonna find out. We're gonna. So have who's a... got more 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 stuff in L.A.? Who is the Obi Rancho Obi Wan South? All I'm gonna is it ask you him, or Fage. It's me. I'm gonna tell you this. <laughs> yeah. All I have to do is ask him one thing. Can you walk through the basement? Hmm. That's it. <laughs> Because if you can, that's true. You do not have the same amount of stuff. You're proud the winner. Although some of the the your the Avansky collection is on display here in the Wretched Hive Palatial Studios. So it's now. given me a little bit of a walk-in space <laughs> at my garage. So so that's our transition over to Marvel. And uh, boy, guys, Avengers Endgame uh, won an Oscar record that no one really wants. You don't want to. You don't. You don't want this record on your record i guess yeah avengers endgame uh didn't win any awards at the 2020 academy awards 
uh, lost out on best visual effects to 1917. Uh, and that is noteworthy because it is actually the number one film of the year. Hmm. So Avengers Endgame went home without an award after the the 2020 Oscars and in the process made history with a record. No movie actually wants to hold directed by Joe and, uh, and Anthony Russo Avengers Endgame served as the culmination to, uh, of sorry, uh, to many of the story character arcs established across the first decade of the Marvel cinematic universe. Uh, sorry, getting to this here to do, uh, Oh, it's the highest grossing film of all time. Not of the year. Sorry. The movie was greatly received by critics and fans alike, with Avengers Endgame becoming the highest-grossing movie of all time, surpassing the $2.79 billion set by Avatar, uh, and yet did not win an Oscar. I don't. I know. I know what they're saying there, but I don't think it's that big of a deal in that sense. I. It's the first movie, though, Scott, ever to have this distinction yeah, of many... being the number one film of all time and zero Oscars. Did Avatar? Win an Oscar was for like effects. Or Ab- 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 Avatar won quite a few. It was nominated for a bunch too. It was nominated for Best Picture. Lost to I think Hurt Locker that year because um, mm. that was the, I think that was the big. Um, what's it? James Cameron and uh, his ex-wife who directed Hurt Locker. Oh so, yeah, yeah, that's right. You're right. Help, help me out with her name. I forget what it is. Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. Bigelow. Yeah. yeah. Good pull. Um. Yeah, okay. But it did, but it did win some. It did win some. Um Rise yeah. of Skywalker also shut out. John Williams was beat out yeah. by that girl for Joker. That was kind of, I think that was kind of surprising. I don't think the others were really surprising, but I was kind of surprised by uh, John Williams losing out on on that one, but I was too. And John Williams holds the record for the most nominated person that's still alive. 50 52 or 53. Yeah. And close he's a second to Walt Disney who is obviously passed away but um, he is still alive so he holds the record for most nominations for a live person <laughs> right so this this record goes all the way back to Gone with the Wind that won 10 Oscars and at the time was the uh, the number one box office of all time since then the title of highest grossing movie has changed several times but always to an eventual Oscar winner so the sound of music replaced Gone with the Wind it won five Oscars. Hmm. Then came The Godfather, won three. Jaws, won three. Star Wars, run seven, including an honorary Oscar. E.T. The Extraterrestrial, won four. Jurassic Park, three. Titanic, record equaling 11 awards. And finally, Avatar, that won three. Okay. So uh, not only is Avengers Endgame the only one of those movies not to win an Oscar... But only Endgame and Jurassic Park failed to score a Best Picture nomination as well. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a shame. I So uh, Jurassic Park was not nominated for Best Picture. I guess it's Spielberg and Monster yeah. Movie. and the pop, you, not, pop, Yeah, Popcorn, popcorn movie. Exactly. Well, yeah. but here's the thing. Great film, though. In, in 93, we were still looking at five nomination spots. Yeah, that's true. It, that didn't change until way later. Mm. So... And and those types yeah, of films just, just a few years ago, yeah, yeah, they, those types of films didn't typically get. In fact, it was ninety or ninety one that Silence of the Lambs took the top five, which mm. is still like an Academy Award shock moment to have what they at the time still consider a horror movie win not just Best Picture 
but you had best actor, best actress, uh, best director, dire- director, and uh, script. Was it or like original screenplay or something? Yeah, it mm. got the top five, hmm. and then it wasn't. I think until well, that wasn't that wouldn't have been original screenplay. Uh, maybe adapted. Adapted. Yeah. What whatever it was. What it got those five nominations yeah. that was pretty intense and. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that it was considered a horror film. Right. And then it wasn't until like another niche type genre film uh, was Return of the King. Seeing a, a science fiction fantasy film take as mm-hmm. many as they did was right. pretty shocking as well. So Another great movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Sony's- Avatar, mm-hmm. Avatar won three Academy Awards in 2010. There you go. Three of them. Art direction, cinematography, and visual effects, as you mm-hmm. said, Scott. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, also in the Marvel uh, news, we assume, well, we know, Sony announced a new Marvel movie for 2021. They didn't give us a title, but there is a new Marvel movie coming from Sony in 2021. Uh, it's a Spider-Man film. We do not have a title yet, but uh, that's another Spider-Man movie is coming from Sony, which is pretty exciting. I've been trying to keep up on some of this. I've been watching some of the rumor YouTube uh, videos out there. If we want to talk a little bit about this, we'll move along through it fast. But I will say I did watch a very fascinating rumor video today talking about a possible Silver Surfer movie. Mm. I'm very interested in that and how that's going to – that and the introduction of how they might be bringing the X-Men into the Marvel Cinematic Universe would lead with Rogue as one of the main characters. Uh, and her storyline kind of weaves in and out with uh, Captain Marvel. I think we had a story last show about James Gunn dropping a hint that they had uh, and then deleting a tweet quickly about Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be super cool. Super yeah, cool. Go ahead. So going back to Spider-Man real quick, did we talk about the Morbius trailer that dropped a couple weeks ago with Jared Leto of all people. Did we talk about it? Did that come up? I, I don't no, remember even talking no, about that. We haven't talked about it. I'm uh, I think we mentioned it. Hmm. I'm really fascinated by it. I think the look that they bring at the very last shot of that trailer is Morbius. It just it it's freakishly real to me and that I don't know did any of you read the Morbius comics any of those vampire Marvel comics no never really got the into living it. vampire that's right never yeah. never really got into it a whole lot they do a fantastic yeah. job of making him look like the character Morbius I will say that hmm. <clears throat> somebody said um, one of my friends told me that at the end of um, Spider-Man Homecoming in the scene where the vulture is talking to Scorpion in jail yeah. that you can see Morbius walking by as one of the other inmates so hmm. I went back and watched that end credit scene on quarter speed and scrolled through and there's about seven dudes with long straight dark hair (laughs) that are fuzzed out that could or could not be Uh, but (laughs) I was like any one of them could be well okay so there's like seven dudes with shoulder length plus you know could be a little more whatever long dark hair yeah I love a little bit of facial hair like (laughs) 
I love how yeah. fans see what they want to see, you know. <laughs> well, exactly. It's great. They're like, oh my god, they teased it all the way back then. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I think they want to see that because of the shock moment in the trailer. Yeah, the trailer yeah. is yeah, when you because... see M- Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael oh. Keaton showing up in the trailer is, is was a surprise, and of course ties everything back now into the MCU. Even though Spider Man as a franchise may be stepping out, but you know it's all technically there, right? It is, um, and yeah, bringing him back, and he's wearing the prison guard, the the yeah. Um, yeah. the outfit he's wearing at the end of Homecoming. Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested to see how they're going to do that, tie that in. Um, I was not a big fan of the Venom. I know, Greg, you said it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great, right? Is that? I did not. Li- I did not like Venom. Yeah, I was not a fan. Yeah, so... Venom to me felt the way Joker did. It's like it was a cool movie on its own, but it didn't feel like it was part of the universe. Hmm. It like Joker didn't. Joker was a good movie, but it didn't feel like a Batman bad guy. It didn't feel like the comic book Joker. The mm. same way Venom was like a cool movie. There was cool action sequences. There was good CGI. There was a story there that was decent, but it wasn't the comic book story. Yeah, and it, there's no tie into the comic book story, so mm. it's really weird that like the Venom symbiote goes straight for um, Brock, Eddie Brock, right? Yeah, and like so it doesn't go to Spider-Man first. It doesn't, you know. And in real comic book canon, it goes to Deadpool first, and then to Spider-Man, and then to Eddie Brock. And so it's weird to see this character kind of out of context. Wait, wait, wait. Um, they, did they retcon Venom's origin? Didn't he... They got him in Secret Wars. It's the symbiote, like the, the goop that he picks up when they're doing the Secret Wars storyline, and then brings it back to earth it attacks him and it leaves when he rejects him right and finds eddie mm-hmm. brock did that but get there was, there was a there was an issue of of uh deadpool story where deadpool was there okay and he found the symbiote not 30 seconds before <laughs> peter parker did and that's why the symbiote is crazy the way it is and why it obsesses over peter parker oh. because imagine being you know telepathically linked to Deadpool for any amount of time and the craziness that's in his head and he had that glimpse into the breaking of the fourth wall and that you know kind of and just his... and, and just Deadpool being Deadpool and being linked to that mind well he's and, he's and Deadpool rejected him immediately it was like okay. hell no what the hell's wrong with you and 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 dropped him off and then left and then, like, turns a corner, and then Peter Parker turns the corner next and sees the symbiote and picks it up. Wow. So after Deadpool, anything else would be, you know, the perfect partner, you know. So the symbiote latches on to Peter obsessively, and then when Peter rejects him, that's why he uh, chases him down so... Okay. So wholeheartedly, because you know the first thing that he attached to was Deadpool, and then it was Peter Parker. Interesting. So Peter being the good boy, you know. Well, and there's a he is, there's a weird the, there's a weird obsession with Deadpool and Spider Man, knowing if you know the comic book character that Deadpool did get his outfit as an inside out version of the Spider Man costume, so. That's basically why oh. Deadpool looks the way that he does. Oh, is that right? That's, yeah. Oh, that's cool. 
So I don't know if that had changed, but I know that that was kind of a running joke with the Deadpool storyline for a while. Huh. So, yeah, all right. You know, before we move on from this, I got to say one of the one of the funniest uh little gifts I saw recently was um you mentioned Jared Leto. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jared Leto and Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> and Joaquin Phoenix is in the background with this shit-eating Joker grin, and he's like waving at Jared Leto, and Jared Leto's like at the sad face, like, uh, you're better than me. <laughs> oh, man. Whoever's doing the ones where everyone's like winning Oscars as the Joker character, it's got Heath Ledger, it's got all, oh. these, all these characters, and it's him by a computer, Jared Leto, <laughs> just typing back, stop sending me this shit. <laughs> Good. Guys, we got one more story to cover here. Um, we've talked about this in the past, and now it is becoming more of a reality. It's happening this year. Disney's immersive new Star Wars hotel will begin taking reservations this year. Now, this is the Star Wars hotel that's in uh, Florida. It is a uh, it is a uh, all immersive vacation, simulating life in the Star Wars universe. You get on a uh, on the little shuttle that takes you into the hotel. It it simulates a flight up to a ship. The windows in the hotel rooms look out to a star field, so it's like you're in you're on a ship uh, above the planet somewhere. It's it's all LED screens. I would guess yes. Yeah. And uh, this is. Uh, called let's see the galactic super stark sorry the galactic star cruiser is a completely new type of experience at ann morrow johnson executive producer for walt disney imagineering in a disney blog uh, blog post you're going to live on board a star cruiser you can get on you can get wrapped up in the larger star wars story and uh, this is being reported by cnn.com you should be able to make re- your reservations later this year it's a two-night minimum and I read somewhere, it doesn't say it here, but I read somewhere the rooms start at a thousand bucks. Thousand bucks a night. Wow. Two night minimum. Two thousand dollars. Are you making your reservation, Steve? <laughs> uh right now at this moment, no. I'm on I'm recording a podcast. But um <laughs> but well, you can't even you can't even make reservations right now. Yeah, they're not opened up yet. I have already had the discussion. <laughs> With Lisa, uh, and we are in currently in negotiations. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. How many concerts? How, how many concerts is this going to cost you? No. Uh, no doubt. Well, there's there's also this. You little... have to go see No Doubt. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good trade. I'll just go. Actually, fuck that. No, I'm not going. I'm screw the Star Wars Hotel. I'm not seeing No Doubt. Um, no, there's uh, there's this thing called college tuition that we're paying for now, which um, uh, yeah. So like, you asked me if I wanted to do the lightsaber uh, experience the other day, and I'm like hedging, like uh, two hundred bucks. I don't think I can do that. Yeah. Um, so two thousand, I don't, I don't know. I it, that's that's a heavy lift, man. That's a heavy lift for a two night stay somewhere. My God. Wait, wait till it I, comes down. I will, I will. Yeah, I will tell you this. Okay. As as it stands right now, for me. Spending, you know, a thousand dollars on flights for the family, yes. and two thousand dollars a night to stay in a in a hotel without windows. <laughs> Very enticing to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Possibly, I, I'm sure yeah. it's going to be fun. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. But you know, I 
I it, it, when when my when 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 I go out somewhere with my wife, I like to go out and I like to see things and do yeah. things, and and you will be doing a lot, and it's going to be really really cool. But for me, I don't I I, I think I would enjoy that with you guys. Right. I, I don't I don't know that I would enjoy that with my with my wife as much. Or maybe with little kids, you know, like if you had yeah. like you know yeah nine yeah. ten eleven twelve that that age range that would be fun. So once Nico gets around to having babies, I will take the grandchildren Ooh. and I will leave Nico and the wife at home. How about that? Cool. That'll be like another <laughs> 15 years. <laughs> but then they'll have like the third and fourth Disney Star Wars hotels ready. There'll be one in California. I won't have to spend the money on flights. Yeah, there you, there you go. go. Hopefully. It's all good. Prices oh, come down to about $500 a night. You're fine. You know, I mean, <laughs> the other way we could do it is uh, for the show and for our listeners, not for me. Mm-hmm. You guys mm-hmm. could all pitch in. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, think about it. Me spending 2000 or you each spending 500 it begins to be more, you know, doable for the show. Well, it's, it's- for the show, it's, it sounds like the perfect size of these rooms is for four people. So me, Nico, Scott, and Dave, then we're perfect. It's good to go. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I like enthusiasm. All right, um, guys, this one. Um, to be fair, I'd take Steve. Over. <laughs> Fuck you, Scott. What the... Yes, I'm in. Oh. All right, guys, this is a guaranteed winner. Guaranteed laughter coming shortly. Hold on to your oh. horses. Here we go. It's the Star Wars Tweet of the Week. Yeah, Really? Curious. Because everybody knows that Twitter is a source of endless positivity. You're gravely mistaken. Come to your senses! Well, uh, there are a few Twitter accounts that are kind of funny. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, I've got two to choose from. I'm going by mood here. I'm going to go with the mood of the show, so I pulled two. So I'm going to go with Death Star PR. Let's do it. Let's Death do it. Star PR. You know, every corporation has to have their own PR company to spin the facts, right? Are, are you explaining I'm, I'm, the, the Twitter This is called joke-splaining. <laughs> this is when you pre-explain the joke. Uh, all right, so this is, this is Death Star. <laughs> Death, <laughs> Death Star PR. Emperor Palpatine humbly accepts the fair and just decision by the unbiased Senate not to hear witnesses who would have offered overwhelming evidence that he is a Sith Lord. I am the Senate. All right, let's try this one. This is also d- another <laughs> another another one another one from Death Star PR. In the news today, Emperor Palpatine is celebrating the Gal- Galactic Senate's impartial declaration that he is not a Sith Lord by walking down the street, laughing maniacally, and randomly electrocuting people with Force lightning. There you go. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. See now, I had sound clips. 
is what I need to do. Scott's laughter was so loud, I actually had to drown it out by starting the music you did. to close the show. It that, was it was blaring in my headphones. Did you guys is, hear that? That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> that is a fact right there. David uh, Lee, did you like those? Are you a fan of those tweets, David Lee? <laughs> David liked them? All right, I got one fan. You know who else likes those tweets? Bob Iger. That's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, if you are a fan of the Star Wars Tweet of the Week, give us a call and give me some encouragement. On the Wretched Hive hotline, that's 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. In case you can't spell hive. You got damn right. And you can also look us up on the Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. You can tweet to us at Wretched Hive Pod. You can find us on Instagram, Wretched Hive 77. Listen to the show on TuneIn Radio, uh, also on Podchaser. But if you haven't reviewed the show, we've gotten a couple more reviews. Uh, I think we're hovering around 16. So we were at 14 for a long time. We got two more nice. the last couple of weeks. If you haven't reviewed the show, jump on iTunes really quick. Give us your review. You don't have to write anything. Just click, you know, like four or five stars or one star. Whatever you want to give us is fine. We would just like to know what you, uh, how you think of the show. And those reviews actually help us in the rankings. When someone searches for Star Wars podcasts, if we have a lot of reviews, uh, our show is uh, ranked higher. So help us out by just clicking. And those five star ratings always help. Yeah, and see, we got every star you click, I will give Scott a fuck you. Oh, Ooh, that's so sweet. That's I love huge that. motivation there. God. We Guys, can... <laughs> episode 107 is in the books. Final thoughts. Every time a star is clicked, Scotty <laughs> gets a fuck you. Oh, that's good. Hey, we got a request uh, for being on Spotify podcast. Oh, Spotify. All right. So uh, let's, let's look into that. All right, that. we'll look into that. Yeah. All right, guys, have a great week. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Listen to either or next week, and may the force be with us all. Oh, that was tight.